Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. A couple of issues this time. I want to talk about the slowing U.S. economy a little bit and the slowing global economy, if it is, and global debt. New numbers. There's always new numbers, and there's really nothing exciting in the numbers. Oil has crept up a little tiny bit. We're actually in the 60s for the first time in a while. Uh, problems in Libya, problems in Norway. People are starting to think that Venezuela might be out of the oil business permanently. Number of things. But much more significance is there's no inflation. CPI still remains low. Uh, the PCE is low. Uh, I think the fact that the uh, Federal Reserve is a 50-50 chance there either on hold or their next move might be down is indicative that the economy is slowing just fine. Several people have asked me in the last week, gee, how's the economy doing? Okay, the economy is fine. Fundamentally, the global economy, mostly meaning Europe, is also fine. A little slowing in manufacturing, but everything else is doing very well. This is very indicative of what's going on in the real estate market in the U.S. in some good marketplaces. San Jose, Denver isn't on here. But there is something that Case Schiller tracks called the percentage of offers that face a bidding war. That's when you know you have a seller's market. Well, that number has kind of dropped. It didn't collapse, it just dropped. So the real estate market is slowing. In some respects, due to interest rates, even though mortgages are down in the very, very low fours again, there's just not so much demand. And the demand is not because there's too much debt or there's bubbles growing out there. This is what's going on in the debt picture. The light blue there is household debt. It's been coming down since 2008. It continues to creep down. There's a slight resurgence of corporate debt. When this thing says non-financial debt, we're talking about everybody but banks. They're up a little bit because basically money's been free for the last 10 years. And then right there at the top, well, that's government debt. It's the government that financed the recovery in 2008. And they're just now starting to let things roll off, which is great. No bubbles there. One of the things I like to follow is how is U.S. household debt compared to everybody else in the world? And the U.S. is up there a little bit. Nothing like Canada or the U.K., and one country that isn't mentioned here, Australia, is very high. China's not on here either because, well, there's some confidence issues with the numbers. But the U.S. at 76% of GDP, and considering that consumer spending is 70% of our GDP, it's not a bad number. It's also not a bubble that's forming. This is the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago. This is their financial conditions index. You've seen this before. It's down and creeping down. There's no inflation pressure in the system. Money is easy to get. If you qualify for a loan, you can get one at a variety of institutions. And uh, there's not a bubble here either. There's not lack of money. Interest rates aren't too high. The Federal Reserve is not going to be impacting this very much. No financial stress. Somebody asked me, gee, isn't there a bubble developing in the S&P 500? No. <laughs> Earnings have been great. You look at the forward P.E. ratios. They came in 
March 31st, that's 16. That's a great number. It's right on the norm. No bubble developing there. Now, on the corporate side of things, which is where a lot of the money is, somebody asked me, gee, isn't there a lot of money due to come in from overseas? Well, there has been some money come in from overseas. This is the repatriated earnings. That really all happened in 2018. That's probably over with. It was never the, gee, there's trillions of dollars coming from overseas that are going to really boost our economy. No, that was never the case. Most of this corporate money has had no impact in the economy. It isn't enough to deal with. It's already recorded on the books, a lot of these companies. And whether they have capital spending plans or not, it's impossible to know. But the flow of money overseas coming into the U.S. is over. Regarding the global economy, they've asked me, is the globe heading into a recession? Well, the significant parts of the globe, Europe, a little bit of China, no, it's not. I've talked a little bit how manufacturing in just Germany is slowing. That's an adjustment to the marketplace in China and a little bit of fear that there might be tariffs applied to cars made in Europe. But the service sector in Europe is doing just fine. These big gold circles is an indication of the total debt in these countries. This is the Institute of Financial Settlements. Total debt, that's individual, corporate, and government debt, all piled together, put in a big globe and compared to everybody else. Now, you look at the United States, yes, it's the biggest circle. We have far and away the biggest economy. Interestingly enough, the total debt is probably a little less than the total debt in Europe, including the UK, Germany, everybody in the EU. And it's only a little bit more than what we are able to discover in China. And again, it's difficult to get good numbers out of the Chinese. There's a lot of debt out there. It is also not a reason that the globe is slowing. The reason the globe is slowing is they have no inflation. They need to back off on whatever tightening they've been doing. And the growth in China has faded, probably not to return. But they're not headed into recession. Even if they were headed into a recession, these aren't significant bubbles. There's a lot of debt out there, but it's all still very popular and the marketplace buys it as quickly as it comes available. The most important reason that the globe is slowing and needs to slow is demographics. We've talked a little bit about this in Japan in the past, but when you look at the demographics in Europe and China compared to the United States, they're bad. They're bad for a reason. People aren't reproducing and they have no immigration. The United States has fairly good demographics due to the immigration. The native U.S. population are just barely holding their own. Good demographics give you new households. Those people buy furniture, they buy homes, they buy cars, they have jobs, they grow again, they're good for the economy. China and Europe are very aging economies. And we've talked in the past how bad Japan is. Their demographics are horrible, looks much worse than these. This is a primary reason the globe is slowing right now and how the marketplaces are changing. The US economy is still not headed into a recession in the foreseeable future. It's also the best entity to invest in going forward, given current data.
This is China, and this is data is actually from China. Their retail sales have been slipping for a number of years. That's not going to change. Their inflation, very low. It's very difficult to keep it growing. The cost of their debt and the cost of a number of things in that economy are really a government problem. The consumer spending in China is about 38% of the economy, just the reverse of what it is in the US. So it's really what's going on in intake and expenditures on the government side. Nothing happening here, no rebound here. About $6 billion worth of small goods, I'm not talking steel pipe, we're talking small goods, blenders, that kind of thing, was not imported from China in the last quarter. Doesn't seem like a lot, but it is clearly a trend. The buying has slowed. People are looking for vendors elsewhere. Number one beneficiary of looking elsewhere is Mexico. Clearly, their production, their small item delivery to the U.S. has picked up. It's not significant, but $8 billion here, $8 billion there, pretty soon you have a trend. Some people have asked me about the viability of this border with Mexico, the wall with Mexico. I understand the need to protect your borders, but the viability of it compared to where's a good use of $5 billion someplace is clearly here, and it's highways. Highways are mentioned in the United States, and this is the latest study out of the commission. And they measure it in millions per highway mile of economic benefit. Adding a lane to the 405 in Los Angeles adds to the economic benefit of Los Angeles. Fewer people sitting in traffic. I mean, they run numbers on this kind of stuff. But the infrastructure projects, which really haven't come to the fore yet, they've just gotten started have trillions of dollars worth of impact on the U.S. economy in the next decade. It's a big deal. It's worth watching. The costs of this border wall hardly even enter into the equation. So U.S. economy is fine. Global economy, fine. Even if there's a short little recession, it won't be significant. Everything's great as we head into spring. Well, as usual, if you have any more questions, just send it off to info at SHWJ, and I read them all. Thank you very much.